Hey, thanks for watching. I'm Dave, and this is Right All Week. And I want to start with a question. Do you feel stimulated? Oh, who can make it rain your dollars over you? Flavor it with Bolsheviks. Devaluation to the government. The government can? The government can. That is correct. Those stimulus checks are starting to hit. And we are already talking about doing some more, which makes me want to talk about the last one because... I mean, why are we doing this? And can we even afford to do this? And is it even the right thing to do? And I'm wondering, like, if we all right down here on the ground floor, if we all got a chance to talk about this and vote on this, would we all say yes to it? So let's start, right? First of all, why are we doing it? The people up there in D.C., all the big know-it-alls are all saying, well, it's the government, right? We're taking responsibility. We're here to help because COVID-19 and all. So... Yeah, some of it's actually good, right? Like, if you look in the bill and they're saying, hey, there's people in a lot of pain right now, not just because the COVID came in and started hitting some people, but because government made decisions in light of that and people are being affected by those decisions. So we need to do what we can to mitigate the effect. I can appreciate some of that. Some of these things aren't so bad. Like, first of all, they're giving people tax holidays. Well, that sounds like a great idea. It would be great if we did, like, a tax holiday from now till forever. That would be fantastic. Or at least, like, a 99% tax holiday from now till forever. But, of course, I'm not going to do that. Uh, one of the best parts, of course, like, if you're taking money from your retirement fund, I don't know if you know this, it's your money, and they're saying, hey, we're not going to punish you for taking your money right now because you need your money. That's fantastic. Uh, they did not take Art Laffer's advice. He's the guy who helped develop the Laffer curve, which, you know, is supposed to be like the sweet spot for taxing. And uh, they didn't want to listen to him, but uh, they did say, we'll do a deferred taxing. So, like, if you're a business owner, they're saying you don't have to pay your side of the uh, employees' withholdings this year. We'll let you do it next year. So that way, you could take a big financial hit this year, and then next year, we're going to double tax you. So that way, next year is going to be a little bit uh, difficult too. But at least they're trying to help make this year a little easier. Some other things that they're doing. All right, so we're going to address COVID a little bit more specifically. They're saying, all right, one of the aspects, one of the ways you can address it is to try to make more resources. So they've put $16 billion into funding to make emergency medical supplies. That's great. However, if you look at $2.2 trillion and you look at $16 billion, that is literally 170th, right? 0.7, no, it's 7.7% is what that is. So... That's not much, honestly. We still have to account for another 99.3% of the rest of the bill. So what else is there? Well, there's the SBA relief, and that's $377 billion. The idea there is if we don't find a way to keep people on payroll, they're going to go jump on unemployment. And then we're going to use people's tax dollars because nobody in government finds a way to make money for government. All of government money is your money. It comes from you, it comes from me. So that means if they're in the unemployment lines, they're taking money that comes from us, that comes from government, that goes to them. They're saying, well, let's just go ahead and come up with a program and we'll help float the government or the use the government to float these companies and then hopefully they will stay on somebody's payroll somewhere rather than going on unemployment. It's like a temporary measure to avoid a more permanent measure. It kind of makes sense. It's at least better than the other option if it works 
Um, so they say, well, these will be loans, and if you use them to pay people, then we'll turn them into grants. And I'm sure what will happen is all of these business owners will find a way to make sure that they turn into grants. So that's $377 billion. That accounts for 17% of the total program. Then, of course, there's the individual relief, and this means that they're going to send checks to every home in America, or virtually every home in America. So that's $1,200 for your workers who are making less than $75,000, and $500 for the kids. It's, the goal is to put t in the typical American home, the idea is to give them about $3,400. And this comes to a total of 30.5% of the total bill, and now we still have to account for another one5 trillion dollars which basically that is the reason why it's totally fair to refer to the rest of the program the rest of the bill as pork as wealth transfer you know as, as, like, as a bailout because there are a bunch of other pet projects that they wanted to fund with this thing and that's not relief to individuals it's not relief to these small businesses it's 1.5 trillion that's not going directly to these other places so how can we afford this well now let's talk about that $2.2 trillion split up to 330 million citizens in America. That's every man, every woman, every child that's here. That's $6,666.66. Interesting number that we've come up with there. But that's what each of us will have to pay somehow, some way. They're not sending you a bill today, obviously, because they're sending you cash today. But that's what they're going to ask from you. But let's look at that average, that typical American household once more because they're not sending us if you multiply that six 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 times four they're not going to send you that twenty six thousand six hundred and sixty six dollar check because they're sending that one and a half trillion dollars to other pet projects and other big companies who they decided they need to spend it there instead they're going to send you that $3,400 that they've decided to give to you and they're going to send you the bill for $26,666 on another day. So if you subtract what you get today, $3,400 from the bill that you're going to get later, then you have a difference of $23,266. You could call that your interest if we're referring to today's money as a loan, which turns that into an effective interest rate of 684%. That is absolutely ridiculous. I know there are people out there who are in serious trouble, real trouble right now because they have been furloughed or they've been laid off or they've had their hours cut back to almost nothing and they aren't making enough to get by right now and they probably really do need this money. But if somebody came up to you and said, hey, listen, I got a deal for you. I'm going to pay your rent or your mortgage. I'm going to pay your bills. I'm going to put groceries on the table. I'll take care of your kids. I'm going to give you $3,400 to get you by this month, but I'm going to come back later and it's going to cost you a little extra. Actually, it's going to cost you 26,666 bucks. Who's going to take that deal? How much trouble are you going to have to be in or are you going to find some other way to take care of business today? This is a ridiculous interest rate that they're charging us to pay for today's needs. But that's exactly what they're doing, which takes me to the next question. Is it really the right thing for us to do? Is it morally correct for them to expect the American people because they know we have needs right now to fund these other things that they want? It's hypocrisy is what it is, because these are the same people, the same Congress, the same people in charge, right, who believe that we needed something called truth in lending. 
They are the reason that we have extra papers on our credit card bills, extra papers on your mortgage bills. When you go to the bank and you want to get a loan, they felt that you needed to have limitations on your interest rates. You have to sign extra papers when you go in to enter into a voluntary contract. You need to have truth in lending. You need to know exactly what your interest rate is, exactly what all your payments are going to be, exactly what the total is going to be over time if you pay the slowest, smallest amount or whatever the case is going to be, even though that's voluntary. That's your choice. It's a free market. They felt that there had to be limitations put on that relationship for you. But they didn't give us that choice in this case, right? Did you get the phone call? Did somebody send you a contract? Did they let you know what the effective interest rate's going to be on this little bit of helping that they're sending you today? No, you didn't get that. And the same thing here, What are we, who's actually going to pay this? It's not going to be you and me. We're not going to get to write a check later for $26,000. It's going to be our kids. The proverb says that it's a righteous man who sets up an inheritance for his children. This isn't righteousness. They aren't setting up, oh, yeah, we're going to do $3,400 for you guys to help you out today. And actually, we're going to set $26,000 aside to help your kids later because we know this is a hard time. No, they're sending them a bill for $26,000 later. It's the exact opposite of that. Now, my kids aren't old enough to understand what's going on. They don't know that we're sending them a bill stealing from the future. There's no way. It's not okay. It's morally wrong. It's morally bankrupt. So... Brings me to the last question, number four. Do we, the people, really want this? Do we want to be known as a generation of people who exchange today or exchange the future for a little bit of comfort? Would parents, if they were given the opportunity, if we just laid it all out for them and said, hey, do you think that you would want this? How would you cast your vote? Maybe you put that in your comments below. Say, you know what, actually, I think I would rather. There are some parts of this bill that are actually good, as I mentioned. Maybe if we did, like the old days, way back in history, when we did it piece by piece, rather than jamming, it's almost a thousand pages, this bill. I think we would do it a little bit differently. I know I personally would. And I know I'd also like it if you guys came back and checked out some more parts of the channel, if you shared this video with your friends, and if we had more discussions about things like this. Uh, right here, I'm Dave. We talk about things like this here at Right All Week. We talk about what's right, how it's right, and why it matters. I look forward to talking to you again next time.